welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Well, hello, Dewey. How are you doing? Good evening, Dan. How are you, mate? Yeah, fucked. <laughs> Again. I wonder Indeed. why. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's... um. It's a tough time to be alive, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's for me. I'm, I'm a bit on edge. I'm, uh, I'm getting my first dental implant tomorrow. Oh, Jesus Christ. So there's a guy at uh, 8.45 tomorrow going to be drilling into my jaw for about 45 minutes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, apparently you can't feel anything. Have you ever been in the dentist chair and you've had the injection and you know when he's going away? If I hadn't had this injection now, <laughs> I would be screaming <laughs> like a three-year-old yeah, 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 child. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's amazing stuff. It's 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 really it's weird how it, it's probably the only thing or one of the very few things that we have regularly that is akin to torture without the intervention of anaesthetic. Yeah, yeah. There's it's these like, photos doing around just in like Victorian times of dentistry where there wasn't any Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is literally guys just know. holding people down. Yeah, with a guy yeah, yeah. with like tweezers, like in a shop, like this. Yeah, yeah apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, like there was like barbers who like did it on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, I've got the razor. <laughs> I've got a sharp object. <laughs> I'll scoop it out for you, mate. You're sitting here, oh, weep. Yeah, horrific, mental. horrific. But so, no, uh, go on that. then. Good luck why, why? Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, why is it a shit week in particular? I know there's millions of reasons, but go on. Well, uh, dump it on me. I think I think there's there's a few sort of uh, main reasons, but I'll I'll open up with if you don't mind with the topic uh, of the week, right and then in. we can kind of frame it as that. Oh God, um, must be bigger. Monarchy. Oh shit! Are you joking? <laughs> no, no jokes. <laughs> this this fucking show does not do jokes. This is entirely serious. <laughs> are we are we making it clear to our listeners here that we are recording this an hour? Are you aware, aren't you? <laughs> Don't, fuck off, Debbie. That's going to be the most hilarious <laughs> thing ever. It's like an, literally an hour ago it's been announced that the Queen's dying and we're doing a we're all fucked podcast yeah, about yeah, the monarchy. Yeah. But I'm guessing the angle you're coming at it from is we're not fucked because she's dead just the institution it's i mean it's it's a combination of things i think really um i i used to be a volunteer and a member of staff for a charity whose patron um was the queen and i'm pretty sure i don't know for certain who the patron was for the royal voluntary service but certainly it's going to be one of the royals right because that would make sense royal voluntary service i think I think it was Camilla. Right. I think. That, actually, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. I've got yeah. a vague memory that it was Camilla. Well, there, there, there is like a, a royal involved in a load of bloody charities in there. I'm sure it was oh, announced yeah, that sure. we were in an obituary earlier that it was, uh, that, yeah, she was like ambassador for about 3,000 different charities worldwide or something. Yeah, they do anything yeah, as sure. an ambassador or just like have a face on the website with a pint saying, I like this charity. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure that, I mean, we never, it's difficult to sort of say the ins and outs, but if you're applying for a grant and you've got a royal endorsement, given that most of the money comes from either from people that have shitloads of money who are generally monarchists or comes from big institutions that like to sort of be giving to the the socially acceptable you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a good institution. We should support Royal Voluntary Service, or we should support Cruise because of you know the five minute standing. Look, the Royals approve of it. It must be a good organisation. I think there's a certain amount of credence, a certain amount of you know loyalty, street cred. 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. Your street red. <laughs> what, what a dangerous gang they are. <laughs> to them for the I've, I've, heard, I've heard a few of them like raping kids, but there we go. <laughs> Jesus. I was leading there with an article where, do you understand how inbred they are? No, I've, I've not. I've not done the it's science. It's mental. So apparently for like, go back four, five, six generations. Yeah. And it's basically, they knowingly choose to marry their cousins just to ensure that it's like within the bloodline. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, the Queen and Prince Philip, uh, they were third cousins. Nice. And they were also second cousins once removed on the nice. other side. Nice. Absolutely <laughs> well, insane. I mean, and it's just like accepted. <laughs> Pen, pen, Penicil wine's a bit like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, there's plenty of... I don't think it is that <laughs> bad, though, you know. Yeah. Well, well... Are I mean, the ambassadors I just... of incest as well, maybe? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Bill and sons. <laughs> Bill, watch out for your sons. Sons, watch out for your Bill. Um, I think... I don't I mean... I, I didn't mean to go down this tangent, but I think... Sorry, my fault. The, no, 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 it's absolutely fine. I think the angle that I was going for is I know that the reaction over the next few days, I'm probably going to dodge it because I barely ever put the telly on, but the reaction over the next few days is going to be an outpouring of public grief. And what what I mean by public grief as opposed to grief is grief when you didn't know them personally. Mm-hmm. And grief when it's performative grief. Mm-hmm. So you post the appropriate thing on your social media. Mm-hmm. You have the appropriate conversation at the appropriate time with your work colleague, with your non-intimate friend, with the person that, you know, you're. if you're struggling to find conversation over the next few days, if if the weather is on the tip of your tongue, the <laughs> queen is also a safety net to go to. That's a conversation that you can have. You yeah. Know, this, in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks, this is going to be a you know a big fucking deal. I think I've actually got to actually think carefully about because obviously, just for the record, hugely against the monarchy. Very <laughs> sad that she's passed away as a human being, of course, and respect there, and absolutely. And I do get the longevity and the, the you know the the stability yeah, yeah. and and all that. Um, but I do have to actually be uh, think a bit careful because about how you're going to react to those conversations and what what my what my sentences are going to be because I think the 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 police against people who are anti-monarchy are going to be oh, out with fucking absolutely. pitchforks over the next yeah. few weeks. So no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I, my my sort of my words of wisdom would be. In pretty much in the same way that I've approached any sort of similar event over the last, you know, 10 years, like the Jubilee celebrations, the various weddings that we've had, children being born. I haven't really engaged in it. I've not really talked about it. I've not posted it at all on social media. I've not really reacted to anyone else posting mm. about it on social media. I've not gone after anyone. I've not had a go at anyone over their beliefs. I've just lived and let lived because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to agree with anyone on everyone on every issue. And I, you know, ultimately none of this matters. So picking a fight with someone over it isn't going to help them and it isn't going to help me. If no. I feel that someone's, you know, if, if we're both in a in a place where we can have a lively discussion about the pros and cons of a particular issue, and in this case, the monarchy, I'm well up for it. You know, it's it's quite a fun chat to have because for me it's so black and white. So it's quite nice to be challenged and to have someone actually come up with sort of logical reasons why the monarchy is a good thing, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. So is I think it's sort of pick your battles basically. It depends very much on who you're talking to and how open minded they are about the conversation. hundred oh, percent. I, I view the monarchy you see a lot like religion. Mm. As the way I like deal with people with conversations, because even my you know, my my mum and stuff who is religious, and oh, yeah. I just like I, proper proper C of E. No, as she goes to chapel, she's a deacon. You know. Yep. Uh, your mum's a deacon. Yeah, I think that's what it's how called. Have I it? ne- how have I never known this? I did uh, not know this. Well, it's the same. Oh, I, just don't, I just don't talk about it. But I I I treat it uh, similarly 
in the way that I always kind of tell when I'm aware is religious. Yeah, that that absolutely fine if it gives you strength, go for it. You know, mm. it, it adds value to your life. Absolutely, go for it. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, throw it out the fucking window. You know, because exactly. it has exactly. no no effect. If these people have this arbitrary thing that for some reason are sitting there with a gagillion million pounds worth of crown uh, yeah, of a yeah, crown yeah. on their head yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of a fire doing fuck all you know adds any value to their life it's it's absolutely insane but it 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 it's it, it absolutely insane to me that people take anything from it you know the arguments all right let's go for it some sort of like instability don't even know what that means to be totally <laughs> honest with you don't don't, don't so you know, it's, it's let's just stop earthquakes somehow it's the equivalent stability of prison bars i would say it's it's like being sat in a prison on a little three three leg stool going ah. Oh, well, at least we have the bars. We can always depend on the bars, can't we? They're always there. So oh, fucking bars. capitalism has fucked everything. So this is the link between capitalism and the monarchy. Capitalism has <laughs> fucked everything. That nothing well, is I safe mean, in your this, life this, except this the presence always, of them. But this is like pre-capitalism. This is like I I haven't studied history enough, and anyone who's neither have I. We have to say that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we have to countenance all of these episodes with we clearly don't know what we're doing. But the the thing about what I what I've the little grains of knowledge that I've picked up along the years is that essentially this current system is just an evolution of an older system where you know we we were serfs or many of us were serfs. I don't know whether originally I was a serf. I was probably a lord. Let's face it. Um, you were probably yes, a surf, Derry. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's one of those things where you've got a lot of power and control vested in a small group of people. And what's happened over the years is that that has been democratised to a certain extent. But it wasn't so long ago that the vote was only for landed gentry. And then it, then we fought for it and it became for all men. And then we fought for it and it became for all women as well. Oh, and we, then, uh, tiny amount of generations ago, by the way. I yeah, mean, yeah. we act like this has been like solved, fucking, fucking millennia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just literally yeah, yeah. been like, oh yeah, when Liz's grandfather was alive, if yeah. you had a vagina, you're gonna vote. You know, it's mental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you look at sort of international politics. You look at the amount of white blokes that are involved, and then you think, oh, is, is there many women? And there's definitely a lot more women than there used to be, but proportionally. There's fuck all, <laughs> and it's yeah, just yeah. it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's just you know it's like it's no wonder the whole system is so completely screwed, and we have so many wars when you have you know people who are so dominated by testosterone and by their ego making the really key decisions about how we survive and how we don't kill each other. It's like oh, shall I bomb somewhere today? Yes, I think I will. <laughs> It's just, it's absolutely crazy. But but going back to the monarchy, I think the thing that really struck me when I saw it was that it's in the same week where Liz Truss has come to power. Mm-hmm. It's on the same day that the, was it 150 billion announced yesterday or was it today? I think it's today. I think today. It today. So 150 billion package has just been announced that we will fund of course yeah no windfall tax let them keep the billions that's fine yeah so it's not it's not actually it's not protection so many people up and down the uk will say oh thank god for that this winter will be okay i thought i was going to be homeless i thought i was going to have to go to a food bank thank god liz is in power She's come to our aid. But basically, it's like someone going into your house, nicking all of your stuff, going into the, like, taking it off of, in a van and then, like, giving you back, I don't know, a spoon and going, oh, look, here, have a spoon. And you're like, yes, I have a spoon. Thank God I have a fucking spoon. It's fucking ridiculous. It's, oh, it's absolutely mental. What, what does that have to do with the monarchy? Did you just want to get that off your chest? <laughs> my my problem with my points is that they have fucking chapters. So we're now on chapter two and I'll enter chapter three. 
So chapter three is we've got that absolute shitstorm of an economy that's basically being taken for a ransom and it being publicly sold as a lovely move by the Tories. And at the same time, fucking like, it's almost like a fucking war. I'm not, she's obviously dead and, you know, it's not a conspiracy. I, I do genuinely think that she's dead. But like, it is a bit convenient because it's the equivalent card of like going to war, isn't it? If you were playing monopoly as as a as a politician in the government right now and you open up community chests and it said oh you've won second prize in a beauty competition here's 200 pounds it'd be like a terrorist from syria has bombed a major city in your country go to war it's like oh yes that next election's mine and probably the one after that as long as we can keep the war going a, a few years fuck yes or this in this case the head of state dies well everything is off the fucking agenda for at least a few weeks and i can probably swing a load of fucking money to my mate organizing a massive fucking piss up to se- celebrate her life Okay, yeah, because that is the most. So, what you get at that basically is that Liz Truss is going to be used this as a shield. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that that is the most. uh, That uh, it actually said that on the BBC News website, where what's going to happen now is the government is not going to announce any new policy during the period of national mourning that's going to come. Yeah. Well, this dress isn't going to sit in her ass and play tiddlywinks and connect four, is she? You know, she no. is going to be doing some heinous shit yeah, and exactly. won't have to announce it because she's apparently, you know, sat she's with a bloody sherry in it, yeah, in a black yeah, fucking yeah. cravat Tiara. in a, yeah. in the second drawing room of uh, of, of Downing Street. Yeah. Oh, you're right, then that, that is probably a little bit scary. Um, fucking yeah, terrifying. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing that, for me yeah. that's, like, really, really scary is that is not I mean it's not only that she's going to be doing it because that's scary enough it's the number of people out there that are not they wouldn't consider themselves monarchists they wouldn't consider themselves Tory voters majority of them probably not voted or if they would they'd vote sort of like depending upon particular issues or they'd do a protest vote or you know they sort of they wouldn't necessarily be hard left, for example. They wouldn't identify strongly with any particular political party. But when it comes to big British identities, they step up. So when it comes to things like, do we like Abdul down the road? Is he taking up my benefits? Yes, he's probably taking my benefits. Like, do we want a British flag? Do we want to bang our fucking pots and pans for the NHS? Hell yes, we do. You know, Donna down the road is a fucking carer. Let's bang the fucking pots and pans. It's those people that get politics, but only in a sort of abstract brushstroke way. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because no doubt the briefing, because I know before we obviously recorded this now, I know the lectern was outside Downing Street, so I don't know what she said. But no doubt that the... Uh, the advisors of Liz Truss were saying, well, listen, you perform well here and deal and lead the country to the death of the Queen. And you know there's a fucking, you know, there's eight, you know, there's millions of people out there that will literally vote for you just now. Oh, she did well, didn't she? I like what she said when the Queen died. Yeah, you, you You looked at how Johnson was treated through the COVID like the amount of people that said, oh, at least he got us through COVID. Yeah, I know. Thousands of people died. Like, really unnecessarily. Well, you did you at... see his, his, his exit speech the other day? He said, the vaccine rollout with a fifth in Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, literally. It's just like fucking, we, we used to, we've done horrific things in the past, but Britain has been an incredibly powerful country. And now it's just a fucking disabled, small, inbred dog. Well, there wasn't there like a, a big financial institute that said that we're we're looking like we're going to be demoted to like an emerging market 
instead of literally Jesus Christ. Yeah, generally it's generally that well, bad. The the pound is down to its lowest level since nineteen eighty five, which is before either of us were alive. So oh, that's what a it, bit, oh, yeah. that was when I was crazy. happiest. That's when I was happiest. <laughs> Uh, can I rant really quickly about three things Perfect. about the monarchy that I've written down after you yes. announced it that I'm going to go for? But Perfect. don't don't interrupt me because I, I need to let this out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Have the stage. Point one: they have the audacity to rename something which is basically just taxpayers' money given directly to the Queen. So for you and me, if we fall out of a job, job seekers allowance, benefits, universal credit, you know bullshit terms make you feel bad yeah. it's the royal sovereign grant imagine <laughs> that is it oh you haven't got work i'll give you a sovereign grant oh thanks thanks that makes me feel better <laughs> just bloody naming it something different as she goes out and buys probably goes to h samuel the very next day and buys bloody mother of pearl with it that's number one <laughs> number two the fucking castles nobody needs a castle never mind you know, millions of them across the land. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Balmoral is a lovely residency. No, yeah, Balmoral, you know, pick a house, yeah. one house, not a castle. Yeah. All the yeah, castles yeah. around here are fucking tourist attractions. <laughs> yeah. There shouldn't be anything more than that. It's number two. Number three, private fucking schools. So it was announced yesterday that the Cambridges, where the hell are they called? The Cambridges, whatever they're called, are obviously now they've moved home to be closer to somewhere to always get sure, in the wheels sure. and thing. Uh, they, they've moved closer to, to and sending them directly to private schools. So that's a direct example of them. They're not doing anything. They're not working, mate. They're yeah. not doing anything. Just turning around in planes. That's yeah. another thing. Carbon footprint didn't cover that. But out of the schools that you and me send our kids to is not good enough for them. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so yeah, I yeah. know that William is it William? Yeah, he's trying to modernize things, and I probably, yes, I could have a pint with him and chat with him, but he's part of the institution and he's not actually solving it. You know what I mean? They're yeah. sending his kids to this school, he's not paying for it, is he? He's not writing the bloody well, he might be, it might come from the fucking sovereign grant, but <laughs> it just it, it just makes me ill. Let, let's cover, I'm gonna go for the fourth, the carbon footprint. They just fucking fly everywhere on these things, on, yeah, on these yeah. tours, they dance yeah. around with black kids. <laughs> thinking everything's all right after they do that in Uganda or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It solves yeah. nothing. It solves it's... nothing. And then people say, fuck it, you're interrupting me there, Then you almost interrupted me. Tourism, do me a favour. When when you're arguing with somebody who's really pro-monarchist and you chip them down and they yeah. come out with tourism, you, you basically <laughs> won the argument. Yeah, they're not yeah, coming. Yeah. They're, not, they're not coming and meeting the Queen or they're looking at the building. So get rid of the monarchy... And the building is still there. They're going to take a bloody, bloody what's it called, a demolition <laughs> yeah, ball, yeah, yeah. you know, to all that, are they? You know, and you can extend uh, Windsor Castle, just extend Legoland into it, and it just <laughs> solves it. Have unite the two Windsors. <laughs> yes, there we go. Yeah. I feel it's, a bit better now, actually. Good, good, good. I'm glad you released. Um, it's nothing no, against I... them as human beings. I just want to add this. I'm sorry to cut across here. I've got okay. nothing against them as human beings. I understand that they're born into the system, right? I understand that they're born. They probably do have a choice of what to do. So they are born. It's the we always talk about this the vaginal lottery. You mm. fall out of your mum's vagina somewhere, not just like in a country, which obviously makes a difference as well. We've accidentally yeah. fallen out in the UK. You know, yeah, you yeah. could fall out in Kenya or whatever, much different. Uh, upbringing but it's also true that you can born into like an institution so i do understand that uh, of course i do uh so i i don't feel any any personal hatred towards any individual it's literally the institution itself yeah i mean you know that's what i feel i don't i want to make it clear when i'm doing these it's because i don't want to murder them or anything like that it's just like it's just not relevant at all how can we have food banks how can we have absolute poverty that all these kids living in this when they're doing the um what's that not not um the queen's speech or whatever's going to be the king's speech now in a throne that's all gold and everything come on yeah 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 yeah. no i think i think you're absolutely right and i think that i've never been resentful of the monarchy because of any individuals because i mean even if it comes down to like is it Prince Philip? Was he the? What was the one that got 
almost done for who couldn't sweat and Andrew. got done. Andrew, Andrew, right? Okay, Andrew. I was like, I didn't really read much about that, and he may or may not have done whatever he did or didn't do. Do I care? Probably less than I care about someone who definitely did do it. You know, well, you've chosen not to engage with that story to protect your mental health. Yeah, basically, because yeah. because there are worse things in the world, and you know, you you make some active choices as to what you engage in, and other things aren't really your choice. You just swim along in life, and you know, end up with whatever awareness you end up with. But I think I think with the I agree with first of all, I want to agree with everything that you you said. Um, but I think it kind of it goes further than that. I think that for me, the problem with it is the socially acceptable veneer that it gives to inequality. I think the fact that we're not all if you walk down if you blocked off a high street and you looked at everyone's income level and everyone's sort of the different sort of social advantages that people had. And you put them into an apocalypse type situation where it was only the people on the high street that were alive and that they had to sort of rebuild society and figure everything out. And in an ideal world, they would all come together and they'd figure it out. And it wouldn't matter who was rich or poor because the rich guy would help the poor guy. It's the same as like, I'm not religious, but Sikhs up and down the country every single week will make shitloads of food and give it out to literally anyone. And it doesn't matter who you are, how rich you are, how poor you are, how black or white or gay or whatever the fuck else you are, they will give you food. And it's that kind of attitude that I think is fantastic. But the monarchy is almost the antithesis to that Mm -hmm. because their existence and the way that it's set up says everyone is fundamentally unequal it matters where you were born or who you were born to it actually does matter and it normalizes it normalizes the class system in britain basically which is still hugely an issue yeah massively massively it normalizes the class system and it and it normalizes looking down and looking up so it, it reminds me a lot of the the class sketch um, from the 1960s satirical comedy series The Frost Report. We had Jonathan Cleese, Ronnie Barker, and Ronnie Corbett as representatives of their class. Where Jonathan Cleese, um, John Cleese, was the like upper class guy saying, "Oh, I'm upper class. I look down on them," and then the middle class guy going, "Oh, I'm middle class. I look down on him, and I look up and hit, up at him." And then the working class goes, "I know my place." And it's fucking hilarious. But it's like, that's from the 1960s. We haven't moved away from that. No, we haven't. No, not at all. We've given it different labels. And our posh people, there are less of those sort of really, really posh people. And we've got a bigger middle class, arguably. But fundamentally, those divides are still there. And what's about to happen with the energy crisis, the cost of living crisis, the global warming those divides are going to become starker they're going to become more real we're going to have more food banks we're going to have more suicides we're going to have more murders we're going to have more riots we're going to have more fucking suffering across the across the spectrum and you know financial decisions like the ones being currently made in number 10 can be made because there's a huge fucking number of people who are not waking up to how broken the system is and instead will get upset about the fact that an old lady has died. She's you're, you're terrified, aren't you, that her dying will make people forget about the cost of living crisis? It's can't fucking blanche. <laughs> it's like, what's, what's going to fucking happen is that you're going to go along to your food bank and you're going to have a fucking, like, you know, a roll of biscuits there, and you'll have some kind of fucking biscuit royal branding, like special edition hobnobs. So you'll be sat there with your That's cup of tea. That's a good slang word for the monarchy. Special what? edition hobnobs. <laughs> <laughs> special edition monarchy hobnobs. 
And like you'll be sat there with your fucking styrofoam cup of like lukewarm tea with your special edition monarchy hobnobs, fucking dunking it and getting upset because the hobnob fell to the bottom. While you dump the fucking styrofoam cup in the bin that then gets dumped in a landfill, that then gets taken to the fucking coast of China to just get dumped, to then flow across the sea to fucking Japan. Like, how fucked are we as a fucking, you know, species that this is how we're fucking processing this? Like, an old lady dies and it gives people carte blanche to just abuse fucking millions of people. And the fucking people, and they'll fucking vote for it. They will fucking vote for it. Like this, that we, I, I spent the entire conservative leadership race hoping she would get in. Every single time I saw something from Trust going, oh, she's done quite well in this, and and something from Why? saying, oh, because she she was a fucking guaranteed election loser. All right, okay. So you were willing to take the two years of self harm to I, get them out. I didn't think it was. I was gambling on it. Probably wouldn't be two weeks. Um, two two years. Sorry. Two oh, years. okay. She was because it was because if you look at if you look at it, you look at how broken and divided the Conservative Party is. You look at the number of people that went for the race in the first place. There was like I can't remember the exact number. There was over a dozen at one point, wasn't there? There was a shitload of them yeah. up for it, and they're all stabbing each other in the back, and they're all ripping chunks out of each other. If they're in that kind of state after like, what is it, 12 years of, of being in power, it's not going to fucking take much for it for them to want to call. Well, we say this all the time, but I agree with you. The next election, if the Tories get in, I have to do some serious research on immigration. Yeah, because then you're thinking, but you're right. I actually didn't think about it before this podcast, you bastard. Um, about whether whether this is yeah obviously going to help the Conservative Party, isn't it? Her death massively, massively. I don't think about that. I'm not not saying Liz Truss has has assassinated the Queen, but (laughs) just a bit of rice in in the tea the other day. Like genuinely, no. Like I mean, I'm I'm not a big conspiracy person at all. I I generally find them a bit worrying because it tends to sort of mask a lack of engagement in more serious, real issues. But, like, I remember being in history A-level when I was 18 and learning about, I can't fucking remember, but essentially it was like, I think it was about the abdication of King Edward VI or whatever he was at the time, and, like, and how, like, Stanley Baldwin Baldwin was, like, plotting against the monarchy, or or there was some, some kind of fucking, you know, and there were minutes of a particular meeting that, got put under the official secrets act but then fucking years later you can have fucking school kids in history class learning about these fucking minutes reading them because it's real and it fucking happened and it's and the 50 years has elapsed and it's like you sort of you do wonder a little bit all the shit that's gone on over the last few years and what it's going to look like in 50 years some some i mean they might still figure out a way to hide it but there's probably some bad shit, isn't there? Realistically, yeah, it's we- really it's worrying. Is it? you, you, you're coming to the conspiracy level to try and account for all the <laughs> shitness that's happened. Well, I mean, I I think for, it's it's my sort of dark sense of humour where I go like, oh, you know, the kind of the brain list. goes there. I think you know when it can't account for the ridiculousness of what is happening because oh, that is where yeah. we are. Yeah? Yeah. We, we we know how ridiculous it all is, so it's like conspiracy, maybe, maybe conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a thing. I, know I think I think Liz that. Liz Truss and and the others probably sat around the cabinet a few days ago, going, "Oh, heard about the Queen, haven't you? It'd be inconvenient if she uh, if she didn't come back from Balmoral. <laughs> wouldn't that be wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a shame? <laughs> maybe if it's on the death certificate that she died from boredom." I would, I would then put Liz Truss as the prime suspect of that investigation. <laughs> You'd think, as well, listening to her speaking, fuck me, she's gonna split. She's gonna slip up somewhere, isn't she? Because she speaks so. like, you know, when somebody's like just starting to get a stroke, mm. and like the, 
the, the words aren't quite coming from yeah. the brain yeah. to the mouth yeah. at the correct speed. She, she, just, she seems like that all times. She comes across as someone who's not very bright. And and I think, like, when you look at Johnson, one of the things tactic. that... Well, Johnson, Johnson was great in many ways because he was morally, like, vacuous, but he was really good at bullshit. Like what? One of the things slippery, that, wasn't he? Do you remember, like, when you used to work in RVS, and I'd have to have a conversation with someone, and sometimes quite difficult conversations, and you'd listen in, and what I would come back with would never be a straight answer. It would always be some kind of bullshit version of what they wanted to hear, and the same. You'd ask me a straight question, and I'd be like, "Well, you know." It depends, really, on yeah, exactly. And when you consider the full range of options, like there are, there are, it's a multifaceted issue, and and there are really, you know, <laughs> so many different angles that you could take for this. To and you need to really consider all of these various perspectives to come to a satisfying conclusion. And it, it's that kind of thing where you've got to admire it. Like you've got to fucking take your hat. Are they given training on it? Um. I don't know about. Is there, a word, is there a word for it? I'm sure there's a word. Isn't it called like something at eleven speak or something? Verbal verbal flatulence. Um, I mean, I don't know about Johnson because his previous career was as a journalist. But as a barrister, you are given training on it. Like, are you really? Yeah. It's it's one of the big parts of your um, bar professional training course is is basically how to present a legal argument orally in fact my next mo- one of my next modules is criminal law and one of the ways that we're assessed is presenting a criminal legal case orally like recording ourselves and it's just it's fucking exciting it's mental um it's just like yeah so i mean i don't know about johnson but certainly some of them will have and i'd imagine that anyone worth their salt going into journalism i mean you look at sort of how you and I speak if we do I've, we've both seen each other do public speaking and doesn't matter what situation you're in you tend to get a bit of nerves and you tend to stumble over what you intended to say and if you want to come across as confident and capable to not a room of 10 people but a room of you know a collective room of the country of millions of people because your image and your words are going to be broadcast around living rooms you're not going to fucking leave it up to chance. You're going to go fucking learn how to do it properly. Yeah, well, well yeah. I mean, you've got a team of bloody advisors around you basically telling you what to say, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, the, you know, Liz the, Trust, the, the Liz Trust Queen death speech will have been written fucking weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, exactly, 100%, yeah. She, she may, maybe have to be in. She's like, listen, she looks a bit ropey, draft something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Those, those are the no, conversations sure. happening well, but it's like, I'm sort of fucking thick of it, isn't it? yeah. But, I mean, um, it is one of those things actually i do i will go back and listen to radio 4 because i i heard a while back that like radio 4 i mean the whole of the bbc have a particular sort of plan in motion that they set up for when she eventually yeah, dies yeah, yeah. and i want to listen to that moment because it is quite it's a historic moment it's a big fucking deal yeah of course it is yeah, yeah we're uh, living through history aren't we at the end of the day it's just it's it just also the the historic bell also happens to be the same bell that tolls our death. <laughs> it's like, oh, isn't it a lovely peal? It's like, nah, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, Here comes a chopper to chop off your head. Here comes a Tory government to fuck you up the ass. <laughs> Plus, is that a new jingle? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm on one this evening, I think. You are. Uh, you're on form. Today, you're just like, you're letting it all off. And what it is. It, 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 it's, it's, I think, I think I'm a little, the, these are the bits where I'm like, oh, is this a good idea for our careers? Because there is a sort of, there is a certain amount of unbridled Daniel that is not healthy. Um, that's absolutely fine over a pint in a pub with mates. But it's probably not best exposed to the ears of the willing public. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's always better. You know, some hearing somebody talk about anything passionate is is a good thing. 
it's a good thing. I hope so. I hope so. As yeah. I think I think the one the one thing that I would say in in all of this is that well the two sort of caveats to everything that we've done so far and likely will do in the future is that there are other perspectives and we don't I never feel like I know everything. I may have strong views about certain things, but many of my views are based on very, very little evidence. They're just, you know, impassioned feelings and based on a few facts. And also that I'm willing to be proven wrong and willing to, I'm open-minded enough to consider other perspectives. But this show is fundamentally about reminding us all that we're all fucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it is a bit of an echo chamber obviously you're right and you know you have to be open to be able to change your mind but sometimes it's just nice and it just to rant about it <laughs> in absolutely. an echo chamber <laughs> absolutely absolutely Although, what we were talking about before we, we came on air is uh you know you kind of you scream into the void sometimes and sometimes you hear a bit of screaming back and and that that process is cathartic you know oh, yeah. you have to kind of go through that one one thing that i did want to mention um off topic but some good news is that we we may have well, in fact not may we will next week have our very first guest yes absolutely really looking forward to it yes yeah, one of our sorry. avid avid six listeners has got in touch <laughs> and is keen to be a guest which we're really looking forward to yeah uh, it'll be great it'll be great and i i think that going back to the whole echo chamber thing obviously we cannot plan out who we have as guests and and it very much depends on who's willing and and who we ask and so on but i think one of the interesting things is one get other perspectives that are not going to be the same kind of self-congratulatory masturbation that we tend to do Mm -hmm. so shining a light from sort of probably in quite a lot of cases more informed perspectives and also what I'd quite like to do is get some people on who just don't have the same views. Yeah, so, people who disagree with us and people yeah. who know more than what we're talking yeah. about. We're fully aware that we're ranting about shit that we're we really know of, about. Exactly. So bring it on. It's, it's friendly. We won't bite. Obviously, when we're off there, we'll, <laughs> we'll be horrible to you. But, you know, on there, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cyberbullying. Um, no, none of that nonsense. But, but back back to the topic, right? Like, do you yes. think? Do you think anything's going to change now that Charles coming in? The really interesting thing. Have you heard of the the spider? I can't remember what the full case was, but do you remember the spider memos? Was it? No, but I want to read them. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably actually be quite difficult to read. Um, so a while back, uh, Prince Charles wrote some letters to the government and there was a court case um, brought as a freedom of information request. I can't remember who brought it. I think it was a journalist. Um, journalist brought the case. I think yeah. it might have been the same guy that exposed the Jimmy Savile story, but I could be wrong on that. Anyway, journalist brought this case against the government because in freedom of information requests, they were basically redacting what these memos had contained. And the issue was separation of monarchy and state. You know, is it appropriate for the royal family to have any influence and say over the government or, you know, try and sort of use that? I wouldn't even describe it as power because obviously, you know, for many, many years. Everything is a formality, isn't it? The prime minister tells them, do this. And she says, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Or well, she doesn't anymore. He will now. Yeah. But but that that I think is for a lot of people has been one of the questions because okay. Prince Charles is quite well known as having particular views around certain topics. Um, he's big environmentalist. He's was or at least or possibly still is big into homeopathy. Um, there are certain things that oh, he's very yeah. yeah 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 massively massively. Um, so it's it's one of those kind of unusual situations where the queen she very rarely exposed her political views it's you know you got hints of it but uh, you know apart from being a multi-millionaire 
who well, was, yeah, you know, who was ride, riding the coattails of a burning empire. You know, <laughs> apart from that small minor political advantage, um, you know, she she was sort of she main, maintained her identity as being fairly apolitical. Fair yeah. play to her. Whereas Prince Charles hasn't really done that. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, hmm, does this mean? <laughs> yeah, but like, one, maybe once he is in the role, he'll just... Hasn't there been rumours that he wants to like pass it on immediately to his son? Has there? I've not heard uh, it. Yeah, so, so I've heard be. there's been a couple of rumours, yeah. I mean, that, that would be uh, quite interesting because, you know, William's fairly young, isn't he? He's, he's not that much older than us, is he? No, probably not. Actually, yeah. Mid to late thirties, like, probably. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that that would that could be pretty interesting. I mean, certainly, like to look at, he's a good-looking bloke, and he and he comes across when he's interviewed as posh, but basically a decent guy. Sounds like um, you. Fuck off, does he? <laughs> oh, not thank posh, fuck. but a decent guy. <laughs> I'm not. I, I guess I'm not. I'm not. I. You said you listen, really so you listen back to yourself on this podcast and you oh, sound posh. No, that's, I just sound Gwenny. Um, I, I, I sound, I said, yeah, fucking where's the Welsh? That was one of the bits of feedback that we got recently is, uh, you know, there should oh, be more You've Welsh just picked the Welsh word then, Gwenny. Gwenny, is that a you. proper Welsh word? Yeah, fucking hell yeah. Oh, but, on, the no, streets, no, no. on the streets of Maj G. <laughs> Which is as Welsh as anywhere. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, the word for the week is Gwenny. Geiriai er wythnos. Yeah, word of the week. Geiriai er wythnos. I nailed it. Yeah. Fucking it. need to get myself Dayan. back into those Welsh courses. Dayan, indeed. So, yeah, I would say, Dewi, um, hopefully we've not upset or offended too many people this evening. Hopefully We're not, obviously. Yeah deep in mourning and and the psychological dissonance of simultaneously disapproving of the monarchy whilst also having a deep sense of grief is too much and we've we've gone a, a little bit off the pale uh, this evening but hopefully everyone listening can understand the pain and anguish that we are going through um yeah <laughs> well, genuine uh yeah totally genuine and i do it it's I think I think what makes it sort of really rankle ranker is that one of my best mates died twelve ten years yeah ten years ago just over ten years ago and a few people gave a shit and I still care and his family still care mm-hmm. but the number of people that care diminishes every year. Mm-hmm. And at some point, his existence will be forgotten about. Yeah. Whereas, and, you know, there wasn't, he was a lovely bloke, but there wasn't anything particularly remarkable about him. He wasn't Mother Teresa or Albert Einstein or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the Queen, fucking, you go out tomorrow in London, there'll be fucking scenes of people crying. There yeah. will be fucking, you know, it's going to be fucking cacophony on bbc news there's going to be you know the whole country's going to get switched around to fucking blair and god save the queen at every fucking occasion and there's no justice in that when individual death is either celebrated because it's in a war that we feel is just and right and we should be in that country bombing the shit out of those civilians because they did something awful to us or it's in you know across half the world and there are a load of brown people and it's a flood that we don't know about and we don't care about even though we probably you know arguably partially caused it but we don't care about it because they're too brown and they're too far away and then at the same time, we've got this outpouring for this wrinkly old lady. And it just doesn't. I guess what I'm upset about is the inequality of death. Like, okay. I, I don't think. You know, I can't remember the line, but, you know, in Hamlet with Shakespeare, when he was saying about, you know, everyone, everyone we are all worm food. I'm paraphrasing, but we're all worm food. Mm-hmm. And yes, ultimately, we are all worm food. 
the queen is no longer benefiting from any of her money. She is as dead as anyone else who's currently dead. They're all equally dead. But the memory and the the lauding and the celebration is completely fucking different. You know, the guy that killed himself because he couldn't see his kids or the person who was fucking, you know, told to fucking go and get a job but was actually fucking, you know, dying in hospital. Those people, no one gives a shit. No one's going to mm-hmm. remember their name. Like the person died campaigning for something so important. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked. It is. Yeah, no, I, 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 I understand totally what you mean. That it's hard to understand all these people grieving for a person, even though it's of course sad. I just want to say that that you know for the family, and yeah, it is sad that somebody passed away, but they will not be able to really explain why they feel so sad because that person hasn't contributed anything. Yeah. You know, that's it's, the be all and end all. Yeah, either directly same. to them or indirectly. Because the biggest thing to remember, of course, is now that she's dead, nothing changes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no concern that there's somebody, oh, we need to, like, if it was, even if it was a prime minister, you need somebody ushered in to press the nuclear button. Yeah. They, they don't even do that. So if that's not proof that they're not relevant, exactly. then I don't know what is. Exactly. Yeah. I think the thing for me that stands out is that if you say, look at, I don't know, one of my favourite celebrities, for want of a better word, Stephen Fry or Bill Bailey or Philip Pullman, any three of those blokes, when they die, I will be really upset. Bill Bailey I've seen in concert, Stephen Fry I've read his books, watched his TV, you know, seen a lot of stuff he's done. Philip Pullman, I'm obsessed with a lot of his books. I own at least four or five or six of them. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have technically met Philip Pullman, but the others, like, I've never met them, probably never will meet them. I have no personal emotional connection to any of them. I will be objectively a lot less upset about their death than their friends and family members will be. And the Queen is just as important as, I don't know, for want of a better name, I don't know, Abdul in Pakistan last week who drowned. Abdul was five and he drowned. And no one fucking knows because the rest of his village fucking died. Like, how is that right? That we're all going to go out on the street and cry publicly and fucking tweet about how awful it is. But there's fucking thousands, millions of people dying all the fucking time. And our entire society is built on this idea that it's okay that some people can suffer and die and some people can live in gold fucking castles. Like, how is that okay? And, And yeah, I think I don't know. I never normally give this much of a shit about the monarchy, so I don't know why it's kind of particularly wound me up this evening. But you know, there we but go. No, it's all it's all relevant, and it, you know, I was quite passionate. It was it was good good to hear. But it's absolutely valid, and it's absolutely true. But mm. you've got to get ready now. We, from our point of view, we need to be careful to 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 be respectful while still being true to hold our personal views, right? Because obviously somebody's died i get that would would you would you say that during this evening on all the stuff that we've spoken about would you say i've i have been respectful uh i don't think you you haven't you everything that you've been passionate about and ranted about has been about the monarchy it hasn't been personally about the person so i feel i feel you have been maybe our listeners will disagree uh that's fine (laughs) uh of course it is we want to hear from you (laughs) but (laughs) Um, but it's it's all relevant and it's it's important. But I, I feel we're going to go through a period now of two, three, four, five, six, probably longer weeks where, even though your argument that you just said there is totally legitimate, you will be shut down by Susan who lives yeah, next door, yeah, yeah. and and everybody around her will be clapping and calling you an absolute twat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it's yeah. totally reasonable, isn't it? The 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 be all and end all is what you what you just said is uh, is is totally relevant, but I think I think I think for me that's the thing because I don't have a personal relationship to any of these people, so none of my comments can be about them personally. I mean, they could be, but they'd be completely unfounded and completely baseless. All of my views are based on the symbols and the political systems and 
the inequality. It's more of a kind of philosophy of the political situation rather than any problem with them individually because, you know. What do you think then? If you went up to a woman who's crying at the moment in front of the Buckingham Palace gates and you ask her, like, why are you crying? What, What do you think they would say? Well, Jesus, I mean, this, this this is an important question because I have to put myself in someone else's shoes. Oh, that's why it's important to consider that, isn't it? I think I they're going to feel like there's something's missing. That I think known. I think for Susan, for Susan, she's probably a symbol of matriarchy. She's a symbol of a strong woman who, throughout her entire lifetime, played the role of a figurehead without any complaining, without any, you know, she didn't choose the life. Um, the life chose her. <laughs> Thanks so you think she sees herself in the Queen? But on a very small Ooh. scale, as in her family. Ooh. Ooh, that, I like that. Yeah. Uh, it might it might be accurate, you know, because no, no, she no. feels she didn't choose it. She lives it and she does the same for the country instead of her family. Oh, no, fucking no. hell, we've solved it. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, we, <laughs> we should get a, do you know what? Right, here's an idea. How about everything, every, no, basically, for every single episode where we've taken, when we've done a particular topic, let's get someone on with the opposite view. So if we get, like, we, we've done climate change, haven't we? Yeah. Let's get a climate change denier on. <laughs> That's yeah. fine, probably. Oh, no. Just go down to number 10. (laughs) (laughs) Find the room for them there. Uh, But anyway, anyway, right. Let's uh, let's wrap up. So, Dewey, it was uh, it was my topic. So it's it's your turn for your final. You you really did the final thought then. No, no, really. (laughs) What, what, What? Which bit? Which bit? Yeah, you've summarized it quite well in the respect of why. I mean, we're talking about the death here probably more than, uh, you know, of the Queen which is a symptom of the monarchy in, in a way that you've just covered, that it's absolutely true in a way. Why does her death deserve all this that's going mm. to come in front of us when Abdul is drowning in Pakistan because of our own China and the USA's emissions or whatever? Yeah. But I feel that the, the final thought is going to be that I think that I think that Charles and all these know that the monarchy needs to modernise. And if it's going to stay in any certain way, there needs to be a detachment between it and politics. And it needs to stay as being totally and utterly ceremonial and independent and rely less on the state. That's the only way I can see it. So it's basically, it's not, getting rid of it it's detaching it and it's just there as a ceremonial if people think it's going to be great for tourism that's the bloody way they're going to find a way of legitimizing them yeah. being alive and still getting some sort of a payment through while not actually having a role in everyday lives even though it's not Fucking really going to change crime. anything yeah but ultimately my view doesn't change you know yes it's sad that she's passed away like anyone who ever dies is sad yeah yeah um but nobody has given me a coherent argument as to any reason why a monarchy benefits any one of us who lives in the UK. Not a single one of us. Because even if you said no once every hundred times to a prime minister, you could then argue that they have some sort of a role. Like like the House of Lords. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, even though it's the sad news that somebody has left us again, uh, they're still as irrelevant as ever, Dan. Yeah, but nothing's going to change, and it's we've touched. I think the really important argument is the class system. But the biggest fucked up thing about the whole class system is, though, is that capitalism markets itself as like a lottery system, where it tells everyone at the bottom rung you have a chance to make it to the upper class, but it's like a 0.01 percent chance. A lot of people take that chance. They think if they do everything right and they get lucky. Even though, of course, that what really counts is privilege, having money, and the vaginal lottery where you fall out. But the biggest thing about the monarchy is, of course, it is none of that 
because you have to be born into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't even have any relevance because of that area because it's unreachable for anyone. And the biggest proof of all that is they fucking marry each other <laughs> to ensure that you don't have a chance of getting in. <laughs> so even if you go and try and bloody, you know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. sex with one of them, <laughs> you don't really have a chance, you know. But it's I think so... yeah, it's it's been a uh, it's been a good conversation, Dan, and. Uh, Timely. Hopefully, we're not being too disrespectful. We don't want to be disrespectful, but again, we don't like the monarchy. So, (laughs) (laughs) that has to be compatible with still being, you know, respectful that somebody's fucking just died. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I would put it comfortable with private healthcare. By the way, on the house. Yes, for sure. I think I would I would put it on the same kind of note as I have found my my. Grandpa, for example, voted Conservative his entire life, and I still loved him as my grandpa. You know, you don't dislike the person, you dislike the system. Exactly. That's a perfect way to end. Well, you've got to remember, none of it matters. <laughs> We're all still fucked. <laughs> yeah, man. See you soon, Dan. Right. Take care. Next week, mate. ta